0: It is Wednesday, my dudes.
1: This is how I win. This is no
2: democracy. It
3: is a
4: dictatorship. Hate, 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 hey.
0: double hate. Load entirely. You're out of order. You're out of order. That guy just says bullshit. Thank you. I'm a bitch, I'm a bitch,
1: don't think I can watch Singing in the Rain and not hear. I'm, I'm a bitch. I'm a bitch. Yeah, I don't think I can hear that part anymore. Uh, normal. Uh, welcome to week three of this. Me and Coho yelled at each other before this even started. So everybody else is doing fine. Um, next week, we may, we probably 100% will have a different episode than we're having right now. It's the same topic. Everything is normal, but... Uh, somebody will not be here um, And I'll be filling out that with another person um, But This week everybody gets to die normal uh, Coho uh, You have purple hair I do. You're wearing a green shirt I am. And you really suck as a person <laughs> How do you think you're going to be tonight on your uh, acting performance?
0: Uh, I'm definitely not going to be as over the top, energetic, and feisty as normal. I'm I'm a little under the weather, but I will do my best for the entertainment value of the show to, to give you what I can. But I, I, I have a I feel like I have an okay shot this week. I don't know if I feel particularly confident knowing like you. I don't think you're going to vibe with a couple of my Coho picks, but I think this is one that I'm like, I feel good about this. I'll, I'll keep taking my second places each week.
1: Sure, they may they may add up because you know somebody could win first place all around and then I still yeah. give them what, first overall because I like them better yeah. next we got bar bar okay. how many aFI top 100 acting performances on your list this week and how many um I don't know how many i, I can you can you come in second this week are you able to win this coming second this week?
3: uh I think it's actually very possible and you know what I think there's only one AFI movie on my list this week. Oh, there he is. Yeah,
1: my Wi-Fi is acting fun. Um Boatman. Two first place wins. Can you make it a third?
4: I don't know. This this is gonna be a week where there's like gonna be two performances that kneecap me a little bit, so we'll we'll see. We'll see. I don't think I'm gonna come in last or anything. Um, but, you know, we'll see. This is going to be an interesting show because I haven't eaten yet. And so I'm going to be a little grumpy. So we'll see how that goes. I, I had to rush home. So I, I didn't eat.
1: Can you door dash something to yourself? Um, uh, oh, this is going to be a problematic episode. Um, gosh, bar. Good luck. It makes sense. <laughs> a little bit of a comment before, uh, before, uh, we got into this. He was a little snippy at the start. I was like, now we know why. There's no chicken tenders in his stomach. I don't
4: think uh, I was snippy? I don't think I was snippy. You don't know
1: you. We That's fair. Go. You're not you when you don't eat Snickers. Um, <laughs> uh and next, Jack. You're not here for a long lo- well, you're here for a long time, but it's not gonna be a good time. Uh how do you think you're gonna do this week? And how many ep- how many movies did you previously bring up that we're going to bring up again on a different week just to have more fun about the same movies?
2: Uh, I guess we'll have to just wait and see. Uh, if there's something that this, uh, this show has proved, it's I'm nothing or, or I'm very consistent and it's just not uh, I'm very consistent in a bad way. So we'll see how tonight. What the does that mean? What the
1: Scale of 1 to 10, Jack, how tired are you?
2: Quite. Quite tired, but I'm here. Oh,
1: I, I love it. Can you take naps before? I'm just curious. I don't know your life, but try and take naps. Um, all right. Well, everybody, we've been through this. Everybody brings in a top 100. This is the third week. So some of the stuff's going to start meaning a little bit more where you have it ranked. We're like, okay, you grasp grasping. Now we're getting to the stuff that could possibly have been considered. Like, where are we at? So, this is going to be an interesting um, – and, again, you ranked these, not me. So, remember that. You rank these, not me.
0: Coho, take it away. Mm-hmm. I don't expect to be talking much this segment. My number 80 is Jesse Eisenberg, The Social Network. yikes. My number 79 is Sam Rockwell, the way, way back. Yikes. And my number 78 is Steve Buscemi and Fargo. Okay, so we'll go ahead. We'll talk about Fargo then. Um, I think this is Steve Buscemi's best performance, which is which is why when Bowman brought him up Reservoir Dogs, I was like, good performance, but I think Fargo's his best. Um, I think Fargo, he gives me a lot of, of, of the intimidation of a bad guy and yet the incompetence that I could totally buy Steve Buscemi having. Where it's like, I know I'm the brains of the operation, I'm the muscle of this operation mentally, and then it all falls apart because he's an idiot. Um, and I think that's what I love most about Buscemi in this one, is just the way that he's able to interact with William H. Macy, uh, and and the way it was just like, don't fuck with me, Jerry, don't fuck with me. Uh, and I think the way he interacts with like all the different characters along the way, like Shem and obviously Gare... Um, I think he's terrific. I think he is. He is definitely. List- I honestly, he's my best supporting actor winner for 1996. Um, I think he's great in Fargo. Um, so yeah. What you just say? He's my best supporting actor winner for 1996. Oh, okay. Personally, he wasn't nominated.
4: Over just- Norton and Cuba Gooding Jr. Just for the record, for everyone playing along at Isn't home, is that William
0: H Macy too? Well, H. Oh, May in support of him and yeah, him in supporting. Yeah, William H. Tracy. I would put him in lead. That's what I'm saying. So well, you, don't you don't get that choice. You don't get that. Okay. Well, um, again, he Buscemi wasn't nominated, so it's this is me being like whatever. So you
1: think this is the
0: best Steve Buscemi performance? Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh,
0: Okay. Um, I love Steve Buscemi and things I, like Reservoir Dogs. Also, but this is well. Just here's
1: good. the thing: like I, I'm, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking of like Steve Buscemi's work, like off the top of my head, I don't think are incorrect. But I don't think you are correct either. Um, I think I like him better, and like Big Daddy is the crazy guy, homeless guy. Um, but if I had to like choose one, this is a pretty good one. I'm just trying to think of like. Uh, I don't think he stands out that much for me, and I know that's weird to say. Like, there's a lot of great pieces of Fargo, but the the, the overall movie doesn't stick around too long. To like him to be this i think they're they were good together he bleeds really well i like those parts like i like the incompetence but do i like overall uh, i think I he's lo- like i the- love
0: the scene i love the scene where he kills the dad and like that when he's like what the fuck shit i was fucking that girl i think there's a lot of moments where he gets no i
1: head. think he has moments but i yeah I, I don't know i would not give him best supporting actor that year
0: especially against kobe giddin jr and uh uh
1: norton mm-hmm.
0: norton well, spoiler, Kuba, Kuba's not on this top 100 list, so. Okay. um,
3: Bar. All right, let's get the two yikes out of the way first. My number 80 is Javier Bardem and no country for old man. Yikes.
0: Yikes. yikes.
3: Really? Crazy. Uh, crazy. Uh, my number 79 is J.K. Simmons and Whiplash. Yikes. yikes.
0: What?
1: I just love that Bar's wow. like these performances that are like. I don't, I I, I don't want to cheat. Don't uh, cheat anything, but uh, like performances of the 21st century that are considered in such high regard, Bar's like, you know what? 70s. <laughs> I just love it that you and everybody else is like, you idiot, they're higher. But he's like, nah, doesn't cut my cream of the crop. No, no. Um, <laughs> just funny to me. Uh, never, you know when you <laughs> sign yearbooks, don't ever change. Yeah, bar don't ever change. I love it. Uh What's your name? <laughs>
3: My 78 is Amy Adams in The Master. So, spoiler alert, Amy Adams is my favorite performance in this movie. Uh, yep, absolutely. Uh, she's got this incredible subtle intensity to her. But, like, whenever she's on screen, she's just commanding the performance. Um, I, She's got this great ability to act non-verbally. She, like, is able to get across, like, every emotion that she has without even saying a single word. And I think a really great example of that is the scene where um, he's, um, Philip Seymour Hoffman is fighting that, like, arguing against that one guy. And she's just sitting there with, like, anger and embarrassment and disdain. And it's just an incredible performance. It's understated. But honestly, it's the one I'm constantly drawn to the most in that movie. Um, Go ahead, say
1: it. Oh, so my favorite thing is you drop this at nine seventy eight so no one else can talk about, which I think is really funny. <laughs> like so they can they can do the chat. But to say that Amy Adams is the best performance in the master is just in is just the most incorrect statement that you can make. Is she good? Yes. Is she anything like Philip Seymour Hoffman? Not a chance. Like not a chance at all. Even Joaquin phoenix is doing like is better than her.
3: I yeah, get that they're not, all great.
1: And that's not saying Amy Adams is bad. Amy Adams is great, but like... It's... It's the burger, the cheese, bacon, you know? Great for a burger. They're all needed for the film, but uh, you can't have the burger and cheese without. So that's my viewpoint. I don't think Amy Adams is that. Also, Amy Adams is Like, Yeah, sure, but... You're such a weird guy. Do you know what you put below this? Yes, I do.
4: Just curious. Didn't know
1: you rank these, not me. Um, yeah, I do. But bring some. Bring bring us all back to planet Earth here. All
4: right. My eighty is uh, Meryl Streep and Kramer versus Kramer. My seventy nine is Tom Hanks in Philadelphia. Yeah. And my 78 is Jeff Bridges in The Big Lebowski. Yikes. Okay, so uh, my 80 is Meryl Streep in Kramer versus Kramer. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, Meryl Streep is. She is playing a character who basically should be the most irritating character in cinema history, if you look at the structure of Kramer vs. Kramer. Because it opens with her walking out, and then we are spending the entire movie on Dustin Hoffman's side. And the reason why we don't absolutely hate this character I stand by is purely based on Meryl Streep's performance. Meryl Streep is able to still both keep some of the infuriating elements of this while also being very tearful and sympathetic in a way where we're still pretty much on Dustin Hoffman's side, but we don't hate her, and we see why Dustin Hoffman doesn't hate her, and we kind of understand, and it is such a great performance. Uh, I I do really like this performance. This is Meryl Streep playing a very complex character. I don't normally ask this, but I'm going to ask this. Is Dustin
1: Hoffman in the first place? know, Don't, don't oh, ask
4: I, the question you already know the answer to. You already know the answer to that
1: question. I want you to announce it to the I don't I want you to announce it to the general public.
4: Okay, full I will announce it to the general public, but I don't want Barr to have this like smug thing on his face. Bar, you had Amy Adams above RV Air Bar Dem and JK Simmons. You don't get to play this game. You don't get to play this little game where they're cool. do you you have, I need you to you answer have Street to or answer Hoffman. The question. You don't to do have Dustin Hoffman from I, Kramer Kramer. I need Do you do know that? that? Cody told me. Yes, I do know that. <laughs> oh, we're sharing information now. Okay. Did, do
1: you have Dustin Hoffman versus *Criminals*?
0: No, but
4: yeah. no one else does either.
0: Okay. Um, you still, that was you, that was a you can't handle the truth moment. Not gonna lie. <laughs>
1: So, um, Mary no, but no
4: one else does either.
1: Kramer versus Kramer, um, it's a very special movie. I love this movie very much. Um, I love this movie a lot because there's a, a main actor that, uh, rightfully, rightfully deserved his Oscar for this year. He beat everybody else and he deserved his Oscar. Uh, um, uh, but what I will say is. Streep is, Kramer vs. Kramer gets a bad rap for the simple fact that it does put a lot of attention on him and kind of treats her like the villain. Basically, I think Meryl Streep plays a perfect performance of a person that's just not able to have a, like, be a mom. She gets put in the circumstances, she does all the things, but she's not able to be the mom that she's required to be. There's a scene inside the, the courtroom when they're deciding the case. And he brings up the scar, the the injury that get, he gets. And, like, Dustin Hoffman's character looks at Meryl Streep, Streep because it was like, we're not, like, using this basically. And, like, a single, like, tear rolls down her face. Like, it's like the emotion. Like, she just – it wasn't her saying it, but it was that. Like, and the ending is kind of, like, back and forth. I think she's super good. If you had her any higher on this list, I'd have a huge problem with this. I think 80 is enough – like, kind of like your last list, bringing some attention to, like, performances that were probably tactically overshadowed by, um, overshadowed by, uh, Dustin Hoffman. My wife's trying to open this up right next to me. It's a great time for me to live. Uh, but, yeah, overall, not bad. Jack, go ahead.
2: All right. Uh, my number 80 is Chadwick Boseman in Ma Rainey's Black
0: That's what we call a yikes, sir.
2: Yeah, I figured. Uh. My 79 is George McKay for 1917. And my 78 is Joaquin Phoenix in Gladiator. No one. Okay. Okay. Um, George McKay. The, the biggest criticism I hear about this movie, um, it makes absolutely zero sense to me, I don't connect with the characters and that makes no sense. Cause from the moment uh, you're uh, they're given their mission of, you have to deliver this. Otherwise 1100 people are going to die, including your, this person's brother. But then, uh, uh, and from, from that point on you're with them and you get to know these characters really, really well, especially George McKay, uh, how he, uh traded his uh traded his medal away how he hated to to go home uh, uh, just because because it meant uh he had to come right back and leave his family again uh his performance is perfect from from frame one to to the end of the film you feel his exhaustion and his pain throughout the film and it's perfect uh and then uh seventy eight was Joaquin phoenix and gladiator. How no one yikes this! I don't know, uh, but that's okay. I'll I'll take it. Uh, I haven't seen traffic, but uh, Benicio del Toro has a tall order to fill if if he's gonna top Joaquin Phoenix in Gladiator for me for best supporting actor. It's one of the most confusing losses to me because he is just so so. I I was not prepared to talk about this today because I thought I was getting yikes. Uh, he is just so. I'm I'm blanking on the word but he is just such an absolute dick here that we'll use that word. He is an absolute dick and you fucking hate him. So and to uh to the point where uh one I'm going to just spoil uh Gladiator for uh everyone. So mute your mute the computer if you don't want to have that 20-year-old movie spoiled for you. Uh when he dies, it is one of the most satisfying revenge kills in film. Like that—that's perfect. His performance throughout the entire thing is incredible. Wasn't prepared to talk about it today, but there we go.
1: You haven't seen Gladiator, muted by the way. You haven't seen Gladiator.
3: Can I put my headset back on? Wave at me. Yes.
1: Okay. Yes.
3: No. I have you not. haven't
1: seen Gladiator. No. Well, hey. Um, Holy shit. It's one best picture, right? I'm having such a brain fart it. So when picture this covers it, tune into the episode watch it with them. There's a shout out. Um, by the way, I tuned into an episode. I watched a guy wear purple glasses. It's so not your show, about, but
0: I respect it. Scream
1: about a plot. I never turn something <laughs> off faster. But um, <laughs> go watch it if it's your speed. I, I, I'm here to support all things something. Okay, this is the dumbest pick possible right here. George McKay at seventy nine is a literally the dumbest choice possible. Tell me one groundbreaking performance that he does in nineteen seventeen that is over um your eighties. You didn't think in your eighties at this point. Like the thing is about 1917, and I will stand by this. I re watched it just recently. What was it? I think it was time capsule movies. I had to watch it for again. But 1917 is the a, a technical masterpiece mm-hmm. on how to shoot a movie, like to draw you into emotion. The thing that this movie lacks is the character, characters that's just the whole point of the movie. It doesn't, It you could have picked any Joe Schmo. Like, they picked this guy and this guy and told them to walk. You could have told the, the other two guys to walk. Like, nothing. Like, he gets more, he gets to be more brave because he ends up, like, going down. Like, his buddy gets dead. But, like, he's the character piece basically for all the cool moments. Like, when he's running through all the flares at night and one of the coolest scenes. Like, that's there. Or when he's running at the person to deliver the message. But,. Acting performances, like what? Have, go watch Good Will Hunting. I think you are missing something. I don't understand this. You put Robin Williams in the '80s, and you said, "You know what, George McKay? <laughs> Robin Williams could crawl, so George, George McKay could run." Are you high? Next one, you redeem yourself walking Phoenix and Gladiator, I think he's ultimately one of the most villainous people in any movie ever. The whole scene where he... You might want to take your headset off. I'll give you a wave when you're not. The whole scene when he's standing up there and he's holding his arms and basically they stab him and they put, his, put him out, out to battle. I still love the... I mean, there's a better standout in this movie, obviously, for me. But, like as a perfect counterbalance to a brute to basically a very, very smart Weasley villain. It's kind of that classic, you know, Superman, like Luthor, kind of like battles, you know, can't beat you physically. So beat you mentally. Um, so it's a it's a great counterbalance, but yeah, great acting performance overall. Um, what, uh, Benicio Del Toro, like yeah, I still believe he deserves the All right, gloves come off. One person has eaten; the other person's under the flu. Bar is bar, and Jack's tired, so we'll see how this goes tonight. Uh, Take
0: it away, Coho. All right, we're gonna go down. We're gonna take a walk through a bunch of Coho picks that will cost me this week. My number seventy-seven is John Turturro and Barton Fink. Um. Martin Fink's a movie that I really, really just vibe with. Um, it's a movie that was written by the Coen brothers while they had writer's block on Miller's Crossing. I think it is one of their best. Uh, I think John Turturro is fantastic in this lead part. I love the way that he is so blind to the world around him. Um, and is like, but is so, he he presents himself as so supportive and wanting to be a vocal champion of the people, but he has no fucking idea who the people are. Um, and I kind of love that. Um, my favorite performance moment from him is when he's talking to John and goodman. John Goebbin's like, I could give you stories. And he's like, and I bet you could. He keeps running him over while trying to like make his point. And well, John goodman has got his point right there. Um, I th- I think every interaction he has about those movies is really great. I love his, uh, his talks with Tony Shalhoub, where Tony Shalhoub is like, yeah, you never written a you haven't written a boxing picture? You seen a boxing picture? Take him down to the to the photo room. We're gonna show him some boxing pictures. Which ones? I don't know any kind. Uh, and just how John Turturro navigates this world that he gets thrown into. I I love him in this movie.
1: Um. So can Not you can you do me a favor? Can you sure. say what you said at the very beginning one more time? It was written
0: what. They had writer's block while working on Miller's Crossing. So they would work on this project whenever they had had writer's block on Miller's Crossing so that they could figure out, like, they could keep writing. So they wrote Barton Fink while they had writer's block on Miller's Crossing.
1: Dude, this makes me so flippin' happy because I'm so excited now. Because the world makes perfect sense. It's all in unity. Because I watched both of these movies, and I've never been more just meh and disappointed by two movies ever. Miller's Crossing and this. Miller's Crossing is like a caffeine free diet Coke. Basically, gives you none of the buzz and none of the calories that you need to sustain your day, but of a mob movie. And this movie is anxious, um, Caleb Boatman and, uh, and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, me, John Goodman, on the other side yelling at you know i saw this movie i did not like it i do not find it enjoyable i actually this movie kind of hurt barton uh Kurt, hurt john Turturro for me because wow. i've kind of picked out numerous numerous things in this performance that he does in a lot of his performances which is um the the, the excited the antsy the thing ding, ding, and then it shows up in a lot of other films it looks like Bowman
0: when i yell at him about a question so, I feel like this is uh, the most anti-Tuturo performance. Not a
1: chance. If I show you other, I will show you other like in,
0: well, I'm saying like, can do the right thing in Miller's Crossing and Big Lebowski and all that. He is like so calm, collected. I know what's going to happen. And then in this one, he's like, I have no fucking idea what I'm doing, which is why I like that. Movie. This was level of Transformers acting for me. John Turturro
1: acting in this. This is what's my Yikes. belief watching this movie. I did wow. not think anything special, antsy. <laughs> I could have cast. Can we time
0: Spence out for this bullshit? I don't know. I haven't seen the movie.
1: I could put Bowman in this role and get the same performance. I believe. Um, That's just my stance Um, because it's more natural for both. Um, Everybody else on this performance, I
3: this is a big blind spot for me.
1: Yeah. So is Gladiator. Good Lord.
3: Yeah, oh, yeah,
2: no, uh,
4: I, I like this performance, but yeah, I mean, Cody's technically correct. This is a very Boatman-y. Because it's about a person from old Hollywood, and
1: you know what? Boatman likes movies about old Hollywood. If they're about old Hollywood, I love them. They're better.
4: That was unnecessary,
0: but fair. Um, yeah, no, I... Hey Boat, I, you called this Coen Brothers version of The Shining, right? What did I do to you? I was just asking if that's a correct statement. I was just asking if that's a correct statement. <laughs> what did you say? say? Cova said it. I didn't say anything. Bow- Bowman once told me that he thinks that this is the Cohen brothers' attempt at making the shining. Or at least their their version of doing a shining. <laughs> <laughs> Please talk.
4: It's a, it's a, what Koba, what the heck? Oh, I'm,
0: just, I'm, I, I'm looking for support, Boat. You're
4: the only one who
2: will
0: help me here. Oh I
4: was going to help you, and then you just throw me under the bus for I'm no I'm not throwing one. you under the, I'm the bus. I'm trying to... They we were not really talking about we were of talking the movie. about the performance, I and
3: mean, then you just dump me in front of a bus. What the heck was that about? Quick, Boatman, you're about to get shot. Let me push you in front of the bullet. Jack, what were you saying? What?
4: Go ahead, Jack. I haven't Jack. seen it.
0: Of course you haven't. Sorry, bud. I didn't mean to try that. <laughs> <laughs> that what a useful. trash
1: can t- taste for Boatman. Good lord. <laughs> that may cost you this week. You may have not said it, but you said it in passing at some point, so that's a rough take that's to That's not
4: fair. That's not fair. Okay. On, on. I never even confirmed Wait. that I said it. Bart? Barr said, "Bar said that uh, Corey Matthews from Boy Meets World uh, is a terrible person, and that you uh, and that he would murder your child if he had the chance."
1: And Bowman needs to stop passing this misbelief. Because I said I like going in style, that I like old people doing things, with movies. He tried to reference I like space cowboys too, not. What the heck did I do? Well, Payson just put that, so I had to defend myself. Like, no. Payson, I'm still trying to figure out what movies you like, because oh brother's not in your top five uh Colin Brothers.
0: Oh, that was cool. Right.
1: But did you say, did you say that? What co-host said, did you say that?
4: You know what? I will deny I ever said that, because you can't prove that. You can't he prove
0: de- that. He definitely did. <laughs> I was you on call. You can't
4: prove it. Prove <laughs> it.
0: Times. Yes, I did say it at
4: one point. And, <clears throat> no, I see I actually, I'm gonna back up my argument. Yeah, they're it. on the same quality. I'm not saying they're on the same quality. I am saying it is the Cohen's doing a Shining style in that as a film about Ryers Block. It's kind of, it's very, it's Hotel. It's very trippy in scenes, and you're not quite sure what's real and what isn't.
1: Okay, just real quick, do you remember the scene
4: in the sh- have you seen The Shining? I have seen The Shining. I'm not Okay. Far. Do
1: you remember the scene where I've seen the do you remember the scene where Jack Nicholson is coming at Shelly Duvall with the bat and says, Oh, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your fucking brains in. Yeah. That's how I feel looking at you right now. Okay, uh, go to your next one, uh Koho. <laughs> if,
0: if that one did do me any favors, the next one's really art. So I seventy six is Sir sure Ronin and Ladybird. Um, I, I'm really not winning this week in these four, but I love her performance in Ladybird. I think she perfectly captures the unlikable, like, I know it all kid. Um, the overcompensating for her upbringing sort of kid. I think she does such a great job at capturing that. And I especially love the transformation she has where by the end, she's like, I just want to come home. And I just want to like talk to my mom. I think that that's just such like a great human arc that she has. Regardless of how you feel about Lady Bird, I think like Saoirse Ronan's performance at the core of Lady Bird is exactly what they want out of this movie. I think she does that incredibly well. So,
1: correct. They do exactly what they want. Overall, not the best. There's two great performances in Lady. There's one great performance, one good performance, and then Saoirse Ronan and Lady Bird. Laurie Metcalf, whoever plays the dad, Chase then, him. then, um, I don't think she does anything crazy, groundbreaking, anything. She jumps out of a car really well. Um, she acts like the the teenager for that time period, but like, yeah. Shut up, Kirk. You show up at the worst fucking time. So you <laughs> literally just thanks, thanks, Kirk. We literally just had Bowman compare Barton Fink to The Shining. Okay, where are you at? Gosh, you're the worst second host ever sometimes, i tell you. Um, I know you have a family and stuff, but who cares? Put them on the way My God, all the Lady Bird stands just... just... Came out of the oh, woodwork. look, we're all
4: here, Ladybird. Oh, my gosh. This is, <laughs> you,
1: you know what? Go outside. Shut your Thanks, mouth. Guys. I, I appreciate the help. Also, also, I hope you all have kids just like Lady Bird. <laughs> That's what I hope in your life. I hope you all have kids like Lady Bird. That you give them a name you think really One hard about. One out of the lady, three already. And, is then, the other... and then they look at you and be like, I want to be called Lady Bird. I actually want you to be like War Falcon or something. And just you have to tell everybody introduced This is War Falcon. That's what I hope for you in life. Um... <laughs> Everybody Isn't else. Not just cool. Tommy Scully. Uh, War War jeez. Oh, Have some respect.
0: All right,
3: real quick. Um <laughs> I love you, Jason. <laughs> um uh, I I like this performance. Um, I hope that there's other Saoirse Ronan performances above this though, because if this is your highest one, then
4: you know what, Lady Bird's kind of overrated. You know, it goes. He
0: doesn't even believe. He doesn't even believe it. (laughs) (laughs) But he's. he's, he's I He's actually, just going to lie now to I try to get back.
4: I legitimately believe that this movie is a little bit overrated. I have always said that that this movie is a little bit overrated because like the entire like third act of this movie is just doing like the mean girls trying to fit in with the cool kids, but I'm lying about it. We got to do the lie revealed. We all know where it's going. The stuff that's a movie that's just about a mom and her daughter, I actually think it's good. I almost think Lori Metcalf should have been the main character as opposed to Lady Bird being the main character. That's honestly, like, I know that might be a crazy take, but I agree with that. Uh, I do think Rona, Ron, this is one of those performances that's, like, good until you remember that Ronan is doing an American accent and then it feels a little bit more impressive uh, just because you're like, oh yeah, I totally believe that was an actual like American teenager. And you're like, oh yeah, no, that's not who Ronan is. So I think it is actually a really good performance. I would not have it anywhere near my top
3: 100. Yeah. Bowman
4: says the shining thing and then says the Laurie Metcalf
1: thing. And basically we're sitting at all even good oh, job Bobo. i love that he I lies know, and get himself out of it. Of the i
4: accident. didn't even lie i believe everything i said i don't think he does I, I, don't, I, overrated. I don't believe it's bad or anything but i think it's a little overrated
1: yeah no i
2: haven't seen this film but i'll probably see it in the next couple weeks
1: Don't do that to yourself. Just stay away. If you've stayed away this long, I've watched it twice.
2: One of my my teammates is a massive fan of this film, so they're going to... your teammate? Matthew.
1: I don't care about him. Okay. Um... (laughs) Okay. Oh, shut up, Kirk. If it was about you, you'd love it. Oh, this is going to be a three-hour episode. (laughs) Probably. Okay, what's your next one?
0: So we go from an Irish kid time, playing an American, uh, an Irish kid playing an American to an Irish man playing an Irishman, Jack Raynor in Sing Street. Um, I really love this performance. Uh, I really love the bitter jaded older brother who is like, well, I'll help you because I bla-, like my, I think my favorite part scene that he has is where he's like, I bla-, the reason why you're having it so easy. Is Cause I blazed the trail. I was a fucking jet engine. I think that scene where he's just having that breakdown to him is so great down to the ending where he's standing there and he's cheering for him because he's doing what he never could. I think Jack Rayner plays bitter, but like sentimental and proud all at once. I think he does such a great job. One of the most under like talked about, like least talked about moments in six street involving Jack Rayner is like Connor invites him to play with them at like the final performance and he's like yeah maybe i'll come do a song or two at the set and he doesn't go and when you think about it you're like oh, it's because you is it because he just doesn't want it it's, this is his moment to shine and he doesn't take it because he wants it to be connor's moment and i think that's such a great a great little unspoken thing i think that he's a great character and a great performance in this movie
1: Maybe everybody has the George McKay um, uh, pick on everybody's list this week. Um, So, Jack had his. You have yours. Let's see what the rest of the people do. No, not a chance in hell that this is a top 100 active performance of all time. i I've come around on the movie. But I don't know not a chance that he sniffs anywhere near the top 75.
0: Especially (laughs) what you have lower. (laughs) I don't have anything yes, lower sure. that's egregious.
1: All right? You want to? You want to believe that?
0: You believe that? I mean, I, I can go look at mine right now. And just, I yeah, go
1: ahead. And...
0: Yeah. I'm... i not really.
1: Coho, you All literally right. have Jack Lemon in the apartment lower. Okay,
0: that's fair. That is damning. Yeah, that's fair. Hey Bart, you haven't watched half the movies that won Best Picture, and you were a champion. I need you to go fuck yourself.
1: That shows you, it can't be that. Wars, hey, you're a fraud. Hey, you're a
0: fraud. I'm
3: a champion, Coho.
0: You're a fraud. He, a listen, he, lo- he lost the Iowa Listen,
1: no, we're not going to do this. Last time you had a belt, if we carried your belt, it would be covered in dust right now. It's been so long since you've been champion. Calm yourself, Boatman. You
4: no, know, that's right. He said "am," as in he said it in present tense. He still believes he's a champion. in this heart. Join exactly.
1: movie today. Hard don't have to... hard,
0: di- hard disagree, by the way, Spence. I think he's a great written character, but I also think he's absolutely elevating the material with his
1: performance. I think basically, here's my take on this. I think every person is a, crucial to this movie to be a success. I don't think there is an absolute standout, and by by that that's point, valid. I don't think there's one that rises so high that beats right. everybody else out. I think See, this that, is a that
0: personal I, fanfare. That I can totally understand, and that's fine. Yeah. If, if Lady, you were like, like if you were like, Oh, he's bad, I'd be like, I'd fight you. But like
1: No, I don't think he's bad. But my okay. personal thing is I don't think like Sir Sharon and I don't agree with it, but Sir Sharon is doing more in that movie world than this in this world, for me. There, because you take him out and put him with somebody else. I think everybody else continues. It may not be as good, but they're, they're, they're a cohesive unit, it's a it's an ensemble that runs off each other, not off of okay. core. That's my belief. Okay. Okay. Um, everybody else in right. this.
4: I think there are some good things about this performance. Like, I mean, the most quotable line from this movie is, a woman can never truly love a man who listens to Phil Collins. Like, that's a great moment. I'm always a sucker for, like, complicated brother-brother relationships in movies. Just purely because, like, that feels a little true to my life a little bit. Uh, So I I always love those. But, like, if I'm being honest... I don't think Jack Raynor would make my five for supporting actor that year, let alone top 100.
1: Interesting. How does that fly to Stater's Shield? Because he just fucking threw you down He's He's been winner, so. Yeah, no, I haven't Wait, seen it. You. You,
4: you shot first. What year? 2016. What this
1: is your best
0: supporting actor winner? For the record, it's, that's it's over... tight. It's tight. Hold on. It's tight between him and Marsh Herschel, but yes.
3: Oh, okay. Oh. Um,
0: so, at this oh, point, I'm sick. Chad, I'll go down with the Chad, ship. Chad, can
1: we ship. all sit here and say, "Call still mailing tonight? Listen to that take. That is um, garbage.
3: I don't know if I can say anything else to dig a further grave than that. So, I'm just going to leave it there.
2: Jack? I already said I haven't seen this one.
0: That's okay. my question. What have you? I'm going to back up Spence. What have you seen, dude?
2: More lots of movies, just not no, one you
0: have seen this top 100.
1: That's it. And there will be multiple movies from it. Next one.
0: Uh yikes earlier in the show. This is where it ends. This chat with Bosa and Mom Rennie's black Pop. Um, I I have come back to this performance several times. I love it. Um, I think it's Boseman's best. Um, I think the monologue that he has where he is breaking down and talking about his family and his mom, I think it's an incredible scene. Um, I think the 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 confidence and the and the um and the honestly the the arrogance that he brings to this role of this guy who who knows he's good enough and has a bit of a chip on his shoulder and threw it through just carries that through this entire performance while also giving you those glimpses in those moments of this guy who doesn't on honestly doesn't entirely buy his own hype um but he has to to like pay the bills um and I think the ending his performance in the absolute final moments devastates me. Um, I think he is terrific. Uh, obviously I think he should have won. I think he's amazing, uh, in this movie. And I, I've come back to this one several times since, and I think he's brilliant.
2: Yeah, no, I had this as my 80 and, uh, I, I echo everything Koho just said, uh, Bozeman is fantastic, easily his best performance uh in a film that I've seen.
0: Let's let's Uh, cool it on the easily, buddy. Let's cool it on the easily.
2: uh, I haven't seen it. Uh anyway. Uh yeah, no, uh, that monologue, like it he deserved the nomination for that scene alone. That scene is fucking incredible. Uh the that tears tears me up every time i watch that scene and it yeah no it's great but uh the ending is the part that gets me though every every single time like coho said uh it devastating brilliant performance and i understand why people think he should have won but i've got one just slightly higher
1: uh didn't deserve to win um at all uh I uh, hate to break it to everybody. Um, I Didn't, uh, but what I will say, I rewatched this movie. It's a great last perform, last scene, and an overall good performance. But I don't think there's anything else that's so great, no groundbreaking. I think he is better in Get On Up. I think he is better in Forty Two as Jackie Robinson, and I think possibly
0: better in Black Panther. Um, yeah. I love uh, Black Panther. I would never go that far to say that. But
1: no, and I, I'm not saying this is bad. I I think he's honestly outshined pretty hard in this movie by Vi- Viola Davis.
0: I'll still stand, but I think she's
1: absolutely... I think she should have won. Um, I think she was absolutely incredible in that movie. But again, it's a good performance. It was... I think you put him in the different years, sure, but he's not beating Anthony Hopkins the father. That's the whole stance on it. I think that was a groundbreaking performance. But that last scene, like you both mentioned it really heavily, that last scene puts it over the hump to make it that performance at the end. The rest of it, if it didn't have the end, I don't know. I, I don't think the overall performance is as great as that last scene. That's what I think of it. Um, which is a rise up, which makes sense. I'm not saying, like, he can't do that the entire movie and make it make, it make sense, but... That's my stake on it. Uh rewatched it. It went down a little bit on me on a rewatch. It. I felt a little bit more of it, but when I first watched it, I really enjoyed it. Um didn't say it's a bad movie. It's just not one of my top tier. Uh, me and Dylan agreed on something. Stop the presses. Um, well, Jack, let's just let's just let's just calm it down because you probably had the the lunch lady outside one of your out of a you know <laughs> fandom movie that you like. Um, what uh, everybody else on Chadwick in Maureen
3: um it's a great performance it's if I'm gonna put my two cents in on the whole Hopkins Bozeman thing um they're both performances that whoever won I was gonna be happy with um so yeah do I think he deserved an Oscar for it possibly because he is fantastic in it
4: yeah I think that this is this is a performance. I, I don't want to talk about Hopkins Day because as you already know, Hopkins was yikes on my list so we'll talk about that later. Um, but uh, but no, this is the performance that does have a lot of energy. Uh, I, I don't know if it quite makes that top echelon for me, but it's a it is a really good performance.
0: But it was also there live when they said the name Anthony Hopkins and we had two very different reactions. <laughs>
4: I hadn't seen the father yet though.
0: No, no, no. Your reaction was oh shit. And my reaction was screaming the word no. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 we have it on vid- we have it on video and we just go like what the fuck just happened?
3: Mm-hmm. I, gotta see
1: that. I gotta see that. Deserved it. All
0: Not right, because okay. I don't think I-, I should clarify, I don't think I don't think Hopkins is bad by any means. I just I just think that like
3: Oh, let's play some tapes back. <laughs>
0: I've never said Hopkins is bad. I've never said he's bad. Uh,
4: I never don't. Said bad. I don't remember <laughs> I that. For that thing that Coho said, I said about the training. I think I Coho have, would get punished. For, there's video on that.
1: We've had I've conversations. It may have not been on video, but if it has been
0: on video, I need Payson. <laughs> I need to do a task. <laughs> I've never said he's been bad.
3: Find Payson here's us. five dollars in an anime.
0: Uh, Payson, $10 and on an, Venmo. And an anime.
1: Payson, $10 on Venmo if you can find me a video clip of Co host saying that the uh, that he uh, he is bad in The Father.
0: Payson's uh, literally just going to go pull up his editing software and clip together the words Anthony Hopkins is and then bad.
1: Oh, it's well, it's try not hard. That, in The Hopkins, not the movie, um, but I understand what you're going for on that one. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> I guess we're on to Bar. Yeah, that's me. Go ahead. Uh we'll see. We'll see if this one gets yikes. It's possible. My number is 77 is George Clooney and Oh Brother, Where Art Thou. Okay. Um I <laughs> um so I think that this is one of um the funniest performances I've seen. Um his timing is fantastic in this. Just like the way that he plays this guy who thinks that he's smarter than everyone else, but is still utterly charming in doing so and not just completely hateable is a great balancing act. Um, Just every time that he wakes up and he's just like my hair, it's so great. Um, Yeah. It's just a really, really tight, funny performance that, just really sticks and leaves an impression with me.
1: Um, Damn, we're in a tight spot. I didn't put, I didn't fact check this. I gotta see if there, hold on. This is gonna take it. Um, Because I need to know if he is said, if the other uh, characters are said in the other list. No, it doesn't look like it. I think that's correct, right? Hmm. Yes, that would be, I think, um, overall. But I – so my take on this is uh, I think that there are better um, performances inside this own movie. Um, I but think I the other that. two I go totally – I understand. I think they're going side by side. I think that's what's really hard for me. Like, I can quote this movie so much. I still – yeah, we're in tight spot. Um, stop telling people I was hit by a train. <laughs> you're not I am bonafide that's not that wasn't a dick I promise but like those moments are really funny um and just like like when he's like all those sins were forgiven even that pig wiggly I thought you said he didn't do that (laughs) like that's what he like he's like I thought you said you didn't do that like their playoff he's, he's more of the straight man to the other two like total lunatics like and he's stupid himself but these two just work really well. I don't have a problem with this, but again, I rank the other two really, really high in my like favorite performances. Like, "Do Not Seek the Treasure." We thought you was a toad. Like, kills me every time. Like, and I totally um, understand. Yeah, but overall, movie should be in everybody's top five. Um, Cohen <laughs> brothers movies should be, should be. Uh, everybody else on George Clooney in O Brother. I
4: I do really love this performance. It was actually pretty close to making it on my list. I mean, I love this movie. I, 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 I do really love this performance because I think Clooney's like straight face brand of silliness in this works so much and leads so much. Like. I, I do. I, I love that he's kind of, he's doing some of the Clooney shit, but he's also doing some of the complete opposite. And I do, I think this is a great pick. It was very close
0: to making it on my final list. you Hey, Jack, you seen it?
2: Yes. Yes, I have. Uh, yeah, no, this movie's great. Uh, I prefer Tim Blake Nelson personally, but uh, Clooney is fantastic.
0: Yeah, it's top five Clooney performances for me, maybe top three. Um, it's between the two. Uh, he's great. I think he's. this is his best performance in a Coen Brothers movie for sure. Um, yeah, I think he's fantastic. I think he's great being comedic over, over the top, uh, but without being over the top where it's distracting. I do think Tim Lake Nelson's better than him, though, but I still think he's great.
3: Okay, next Um, My number 76 is Jude Law in Road to Perdition. Didn't think so. Um, Man, he's just kind of terrifying in this movie. He's disgusting and creepy. And just like the way, even the first time you see him when he's photographing like the crime scene, there's like a level of enjoyment that you can see in just like his face and his body that it's a great physical performance that I really like as well. Um, and, yeah, he's – it's just kind of this disgusting, creepy, like – and it, it's not coming off as, like, typical Jude Law, like, charm. It's just really horrific and disgusting, Um yeah, this one just gives me the willies because he, he's just really good at it.
1: I've said this before on call, so it shouldn't really shock most people. I think he's the worst performance in this movie. Now, with me saying that, I think he's not bad, but there are some freaking heavy hitters in this movie. Like, and if none of them rank higher, that makes me sad basically how i put it. um we'll see okay fair enough um but overall i just i feel like he plays that perfect antagonist for the thing but at the end of the day like he doesn't play above like a hitman that i'm like super creeped out by and that's the thing like the the, the diner scene is one of like the best scene one of the best scenes in this movie and he does play a factor in it, but I mean, he's got he's up against Hanks in that point. So, like,
3: that's my. Take. I will say, I think he's doing slightly better than Hanks in that scene, but just like by an inch.
1: But hey, Grandpa, it's time to take your medicine. You're you're, you're getting a little loopy. Uh, everybody <laughs> else on Jumla is more Uh I think he's. I think he's
2: good. Uh, he's definitely my least favorite performance in the film, but I don't think there's a bad performance. I do prefer Hanks, Newman, and- uh, Craig. Craig, thank you. And also Stanley Tucci. Uh, but uh, I, yeah, no, like he's good, but uh, he's like the fifth or sixth, seventh best performance in that film, in my opinion. So- Here's a
1: quick question for you, Jack. Jude Law and Road to Perdition, or every actor in like, any of the acting performances in Lord of the Rings movies, does Jude oh. Law still finish last? No,
2: not last, but okay. not so. anywhere in the top ten.
1: Not better than any of the... Uh, okay. Everybody else on uh,
0: the Calebs, go ahead. I think Jude Law is the flashiest performance in Road to Perdition. Um, he kind of gets the most in your face, look at me, what I get to do stuff, so I get it. I also think there's some stuff... I think he kind of has a bad accent every now and then. There's some moments where he's like very like, I'm British, doing a very, very, very... He, it's kind of like Cumberbatch when he does an American accent. It's kind of similar. I just don't think Jude Law can do an American accent very well, um, which is, you know, that's fine. Um, I still think he's intimidating and menacing, and I like him in this movie, but I I personally think Paul Newman's the best performance in the movie. Um but yeah, I, I get it. Jude lost the showiest one. So. Paul Newman's
4: the best performance in this movie. I think that Jude Law is good, not really nomination worthy. I I don't even think Jude lost the second. Honestly, might not even be the third best performance in this movie because like Daniel Craig's really good and Tom Hanks is really good. Stanley Tucci's really good. Like I mean, this is a great ensemble. So like, but I don't know. This feels a little high, especially again above. Javier Bardem, like, if we're talking level of creepiness, let's compare Jude Law to Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men? That's not even.
1: You have some egg on your face, Bar. Do you need a napkin to clean it up?
3: I will say, I've seen Road to Perdition a lot more recently than No Country for Old Men. It's been a few years. That sounds like a you problem. Hecklin, yep, is also, is.
0: Hecklin is a great Superman, Garth. He's great. Well, tell us what just
1: barely Jude Law lost to. What's your next one? Uh,
3: I don't like the way you said that. Um, my number 75 is going to be the, um, the, the less known of my picks this week. Uh, it's Chris Christopherson in Lone Star. So, Chris Christopherson uh, plays sheriff charlie wade and this guy is just a piece of shit um he's not in the movie that often but he leaves a big impact uh and i think that's because of christopherson's performance he kind of has this this cocky swagger to him but he's doing these terrible awful things um and his presence is just really intimidating. Like there's, you can believe that everyone's terrified of this guy. Um, and I think that there's just, I think that Christopherson is just really giving this great, dark, gritty confidence with just like the most Disgusting intentions behind him So perfectly well in this movie
1: Uh, So I just watched this movie for the first time Movie overall
4: Meh
3: Yeah I agree
1: Um, Overall performances um, Really really good Really good I think there's actually two really good performances In this movie which is surprising Chris Chris Cooper and Chris Christopherson the reason why i would probably lean towards chris kristofferson is because he gets it's a more stretch of a character to play than chris Cooper. Chris Cooper's is trying to uncover stuff basically chris kristofferson's a son of a bitch in this movie like he just yeah. really is there's an entire scene if you haven't seen it i don't want to spoil but there's a scene where he asks for a drink and yeah.
3: Uh, he doesn't even say anything in that scene
1: no he has it's just he's just awful He is awful he's one of the most hateable characters in a movie he's not in it long but when you come up like your blood starts to boil when you see him like yeah so I'm glad you put it on your list I probably wouldn't watch this movie otherwise because I saw you and Brian at three stars so I'm like that's a a meeting of the worlds and they both said the same so probably a standoff I gave it three stars as well I don't think the movie is worth watching, but I think you watch some scenes from Chris Christopherson in Lone Star, and you'll kind of get the point. Um, has anybody else seen Lone Star? No one else has logged in. Nope. That? No. Okay. So, thanks for bringing that bar. Uh, what's your 74? Uh,
3: my number 74 is uh, Joe Pesci and My Cousin Vinny.
0: I had that earlier.
3: Cool. Um... Cody, is it possible to bring oh, out wait. my 73 as well? Or wait? We'll just wait. We'll just okay, wait. cool. So let's go to Bowman then. Right. People will
1: people know what's going on. But yes, we'll talk
4: about oh. 73. Okay, well, but – seven-
3: uh, It'll make sense. Bo
0: did, you, Bo, did you have this pick at all?
4: I don't have this, but I think oh. – I, there's okay. an issue with him doing what I think he's going to okay. do. Though. So you can say you're
1: 73.
3: Oh, oh it's, okay. Well, my 73 I, is my 73 is Marissa Tomei. In my
1: and that's case. nice. Okay. So, that's, talk, so you can talk about your cousin
3: Vinny now. Okay. Uh, Joe Pes- so yeah, this is another just like one of my favorite comedic performances. The, the scene when he first meets the kids is so great. It's like, either way, you're getting fucked. It's just so great, because I think what is so smart about that moment in particular is that Joe Pesci is doing what uh, is avoiding the trap that other actors fall into, where they clearly know what happened before. But Joe Pesci is playing it so straight where he it's clear that he has no idea what's led up to that moment. And it's just such a pure moment. It's so funny. Um, the grits monologue is great. I'm done with this guy. I'm done with that guy. Uh, it's just like this great fish out of water performance, but it's done in a way that's a lot better and smarter than I think a lot of other fish out of water performances tend to be. Um, and his chemistry with Marissa Tomei is just Money.
0: Yeah, um, I had this lower uh, Pesci. This is my personal favorite Pesci performance. Um, and that's because I, I think Pesci being this fast talking, smarter than everyone else in the room, but everyone undervalues him kind of role is just what I like Pesci most in. Um, I love the way in the courtroom where where he's like, um, how many figures am I holding up? And the court and the judge is like, uh, let the record state he's holding up two fingers, uh, and the way he has to navigate the whole courtroom. I think he's great. Um, when he shows up in in his in his leather jacket, he's like, uh, "Are you wearing a suit?" And he's like, uh, "I didn't realize I had to wear a suit." Uh, and like the way he goes through that whole scene, I think they like Barr said. I think he's phenomenal. Uh, in this movie, it's and like I said, I think it's my favorite Pesci performance. Um, but yeah, also, can we mute Adelaide, please? What did they say? No. Uh, no, it just said I meh.
1: I think it is. Um I, I'm I won't take like full credit, but like the the resurgence of this movie, especially in this community, it wasn't a movie that really was talked about that much. And then I kind of like I've made people watch it. I've talked about it and had nauseum basically. Pesci's performance, when people say this is the best Pesci performance, I have no problem with somebody saying this is the best Pesci performance or your favorite I Pesci performance. Um, because overall they're completely different performances and character work. Like there's glimpses of both, but overall what he's able to do in this and the problem is like, it's really hard to talk about this. I'll talk more about her later in time, but like they play such a great duo together, um, which is hard to like separate the roles. I still love him and the judge, basically their interactions. Like, what I talked about, you were serious about that, like, like did that you say like, Ute's? Yeah, like those moments are just so good. I still think it's like one of the best introductions to any character ever when he goes into that jail cell. But like, I, listen, I don't like this anywhere you do. But either way, you're getting fucked. Like, <laughs> let me start with you first. Like, that's just something. Like, <laughs> there's, there's like implied comedy that is so hard to do without making like a gag and like he's just able to like have that conversation and get more pissed off because he's not understanding and the other guy thinks he's about to get raped in jail like that's just something that you just can't and they think they're in there for a can of tuna like the whole circumstances around this movie are great and i just love everything that guy just said bullshit like just like um it's a great concept. Um, if you didn't know, he also released a, like a Christmas album uh, as this character singing songs. Don't listen to it, but he did it. Uh, so everybody needs some money. Uh, great performance, Joe Pesci, and my cousin Vinny. Um, everybody else on Joe Pesci.
2: Yeah, this this performance is great. Uh, I picked this movie for a family movie night, which. That was an interesting experience, but no, it was great. Joe Pesci's fantastic. I love the scene where he comes into uh, into the courtroom uh wearing the ridiculous suit. Possibly my favorite uh moment in the film. Like it's just so great. Like there's uh he's my favorite performance between him and Marissa Tomei, but she's also great. So uh oh I I I just I just crossed a line. I'm done with this guy.
4: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I, I I won't talk about the other performance because obviously I got, yikes. But I think this is a performance like it's overshadowed by that performance a little bit. For me, I think that's why it doesn't make... It still is a really good comedic performance and the movie doesn't work without Pesci being as good as he is. But I also think one of the reasons why this movie works so well is because Pesci isn't playing it really like he's in a comedy, right? He's almost playing it like he's in you know, one of his typical movies and it feels like a performance we've seen before. It's kind of like when De Niro did like midnight run or even meet the parents or analyze this, right? De Niro is playing it like he's in his typical movies. He's not really playing it like he's in a comedy. So De Niro's kind of doing what he's seen, what we've seen from him before, but it works so well because it's in a comedic thing. That doesn't mean it's not a great performance, but it just, it doesn't feel particularly new for the act. Yeah, you can time
1: Spence out now. I gave a warning a shot and you had to do it again. Um, and I still love, oh, me in the shower, the case breaker. It's right here the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and your biological clock is ticking. Um, listen, you can say the same thing in multiple ways, met and mid, and listen, disrespectful. Gave you a warning. Um, all right, Boat. All right. My
4: my 77 is Tom Hulse in Amadeus. Yikes. Okay. My 76 is Jim Carrey in Man on the Moon. Yikes. And my 75 is Denzel Washington in The Tragedy of Macbeth. This is... I, I know that people might say, "Oh, this is a little bit too soon," but I think if it's a great performance now, it's a great performance later. Like I I don't think I need to put a time limit on it. I was genuinely I'm not going to slap away. you for this. What? I'm not going to slap you for this. It's good. Choice. No, that's fair. I could just see other people bad like arguments, so i to step out in front of it. I think that this is a genuinely phenomenal performance. Denzel is really just. It, I again, I love transformational performance. I've been saying that this whole show, and I love them because I love a character who starts at point A and goes from point P. And this is a character's quest for power turning to madness, or you could even argue another character's quest for power turning that character to madness because really it's Lady Macbeth who drives Macbeth. And I, but regardless, that drive for power that turns into just the ultimate madness toward the end and denzel sells it denzel is so phenomenal both where he is at the start of the film and as the walls kind of start to crumble in around him and he just fully descends it is Just every aspect of this performance is great. It's one of our great actors playing one of the great characters. And, of course, it's phenomenal. He should have won this year. Oh, yes.
1: Yes, he should have. Um, He had the best speech of somebody who did win speech. Um, uh, Overall, I'm a... I'm a, um, I'm... I don't think I can judge this fairly, basically. I think he's the greatest actor working today. I I think there's no question about it. Um, I don't think he has ever been... um, like There are people that have been honored more in the time with his stuff, but um, he's still missing one of his Oscars. He could have won two, um, but Al Pacino had to have one. Uh, But this performance right here um I don't know what the hell's going on in this movie majority of the time, gonna be honest with you. I don't speak old Shakespeare. I have no effing idea. I hate Shakespeare in general when I'm watching those movies because they're hard for me to follow. Because I am I don't understand most of it. I've I have watched a movie, I've went like bake breakdown of what the hell's going on most of the time. Most of the time I can catch up on. But like some of the stuff, not really cool on that. Um, uh, but he is absolutely incredible in this film. Like, I think everybody that has something to do in this movie is incredible. I think this movie, I understand not for everybody, but for him to be able to do this role at the age that he's at right now, and basically still just like kill it is incredible. It's just incredible. Um, yeah. I, I love this man. He is the classiest man in Hollywood. And there's also, a, by the way, I will say there's an interview special where he does it. He just sits down with two guys and just talks. And he's about the most humble human being I've ever like listened to in my life. Makes me love this man even more. So greatest actor working. Will Smith enjoy your Oscar, but it should have been his. Yeah. Um, well, you won't get another one for 10 years, so it doesn't matter. Um, everybody else <laughs> on uh, uh, this performance?
0: Uh, I think Denzel is phenomenal in this. Um, I think there are two performances from last year's best actor class that it's literally a pick Um And I think he's great. Um, I think his turn as Macbeth is fantastic. I think Joel Cohen directs that movie really well. Um, and I think... It's really hard to pull Shakespeare off. And I. the funniest thing is I was watching this movie, and anytime Denzel wasn't on screen, I had no idea what the fuck was happening. But the thing that Denzel does really well is he conveyed the most emotion in every single line delivery, even whether it was subtle or over the top, to the point where I understood perfectly what was happening without understanding a word he was saying anytime Denzel was on screen. And everyone else, I struggled really hard. Uh, but I think Denzel made it effortless. Uh, I think he's phenomenal. I wasn't on two times speed. I saw it in the theater actually. Oh, fair uh, fair. So, but yeah, he, he asked um...
4: the projectionist to play it on two times speed.
3: <laughs> he slipped him a twenty dollar bill.
0: But uh, he he's phenomenal, and he was my number two for best actor last year. But he's he's incredible. Jack.
2: Uh, yeah, this movie's fantastic. Uh, Denzel's incredible. Yeah. It's between, uh, I go back and forth between him and one other nominee that year. But at the end of the day, Denzel's Denzel and he's incredible. So you can't go wrong with him.
3: Uh, (laughs) I I will agree. This is probably my favorite performance uh, of last year out of all the actors. I think anytime on any of our lists that Denzel comes up, it automatically is a pandering moment. Not intentionally. So, you know forgot, not intentionally, but. But, it. but no, this is a great choice because Denzel is really smart in his acting. He's played Shakespeare parts before, and he knows how to do Shakespearean roles really well. He knows how about conveying the emotion through the words, because most of us won't understand it, but we will understand the emotion and then understand the scene because of that. So, yeah, it's a great pick.
1: No, and Koho, just to catch you up, he said Jack, like, bar signaled Jack to go, and I said, don't do my job. And then second, a oh. customer came into my store and told me Denzel plays the same role in every movie.
3: I've heard this argument, and i and that's insane.
0: That's not correct. I almost, correct. Ju- I almost <sighs> jumped across the table. That person that person did not watch the hat trick of uh fences, Roman J Israel, Esquire, and the Tragedy McPath. That is that's three his last three movies alone show you totally different performances. Well, no episode. one watched Training Day and uh, uh
1: Remember the Titans either. Like that's just yeah. like total polar opposites of characters. Um okay, but what's your next
4: one? Uh yeah, my next one is my seventy-four, and that is Jake Gyllenhaal Hall and Nightcrawler. Yeah, yes. That's-
0: you're not talking well, you
4: to me. Are you? a lot. <laughs>
0: all right,
1: Jack, take it. Take. it. You might not have lot right. the eggs. All
2: right, my number seventy-seven is Benicio del Toro in Sicario. Yeah, I figured. This movie's fantastic. Denis Villeneuve is uh, is great, but it's Benicio del Toro's performance in this uh, that's that goes back and forth as the standout for me. I think he's phenomenal. Uh, I think, uh, he, he, has got that quiet, uh, uh, exterior, but he is seething with rage inside at, at all times. And he's got one, one goal and that's to avenge his wife and daughter and that, uh, and his, and his quest for, uh, v- vengeance in this film is just one of the most compelling, uh, I've, I've seen, uh, the the scene where at at the very end of the movie, the last scene between him and Emily Blunt is perfect. Just Em Emily Blunt's apartment. Uh it's uh it's not very long, but it is the perfect uh resolution to uh those to those two characters. Uh and it's it's incredible. Uh and the border scene is uh a great moment for Benicio del Toro as well in that film. Just Great performance all around.
1: Um, Sicario is one of those movies that like stood with me pretty much. I haven't watched; I just rewatched it. Uh, the border scene is so intense. Like, I don't suffer from anxiety, but I get anxiety really bad watching that scene because it's so like don't know what move is what. So that's the worrisome in that movie. <clears throat> I don't it's another one of those movies that I think is just like a, like a themed bait, like, like a movie, just the environment of the movie. And there's pieces that are moving around. And I don't know if he stands out any higher than anything else. I think the ending helps him a lot in that movie. I think that's what might put it over the top for me is like his square, his uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Showdown at the end um, with the family. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Seventy-seven is a little high. But your list, honestly, to put a movie like this with good taste on there, I'm I'm gonna take it. Uh, everybody else with Benicio del Toro in Sicario.
4: Yeah, um, performance, I wouldn't nominate him that year. Uh, but it is good. Um, yeah, I I think that. Yeah, I mean I. It doesn't feel anything new from Benicio, if I'm being honest. Like, it's a very, like, yeah, this is a solid performance. It doesn't quite impress me.
3: This is a very good performance, but this is also a movie where I think the the writing and the direction is what, uh, is what I cling to more than any of the particular performances.
0: I understand that. Uh, I don't love Sicario, um, but I think he's the best part of it. I think he, every time he was on screen, I was pretty entertained. So I get it, but I just movie didn't hit me. So
1: I also watched this in the Martian the same day. It's great time, huh? great double feature. You finished with this one?
0: Did, did, did you t- did you finish with the Martian or? The <laughs> I finished Sicario.
1: What a fucking rip! <laughs> Made <laughs> of a mistake. Um, I about went back to the Martian after and just to finish, like, <laughs> do the triple feature, but doing the same. All right, what's your next one? All right, my number seventy-six
2: is Park So Dam in Parasite. Nice. Yeah, no. Uh, wait, was that yikes or just nice?
0: I said nice.
2: Okay. Okay. Oh, you
0: uh, know what? Sorry. Let me let me go ahead and hit that. Nice. Oh, so. uh yeah no this
2: <clears throat> this performance is uh is great like there, uh, i go back and forth between this and song kang ho's performance but uh i decided to go with this one uh today i think she's great uh from the first from the first scene with uh with her and her family in the house uh getting to uh just getting to know uh her character, it's so much fun. And then uh, once she starts working for the Park family, uh, it, it, it with her uh, brother and her dad, it's just so much fun uh, to watch. It, it's just a really fun performance, uh, which is weird in a movie that gets so dark. But uh, she... Yeah, no, a- every time she's on screen, I'm just, like, thoroughly entertained the entire time. I think she's phenomenal, especially in the... Uh, last scene, like that, uh, especially in the um, the impromptu birthday party scene uh, towards the end, I think that's incredible, and her performance in the entire film is just
1: so fun. Jack, you're just so funny to me. Like today, I decided to go with this performance over the other performance. Like it was just that easy. Like, here's my thing. I have a problem with you putting one of the characters from Parasite on this list right now for the sake is I think the family is so crucial to this movie's success that it's hard to pinpoint one versus anybody else. I think there's maybe a standout, but they're all working in basically unison together to help this movie be as successful as they all have different feelings and emotions and whatnot. So to see like to pick one out of all of them, It's just hard for me. I can't do that overall. I'm also not a person that's absolutely in love with this film like everybody else. And that's okay. I think the movie's really good. But it's not even one of my all time favorites. Um, But yeah, it's so hard to put anything in that box, like
3: up together. So, um,
1: everybody else, uh, this before we.
3: Um, so I kind of agree with you about the, the, the family unit, even though if I did have to pick one specific person, this is actually my same pick. She was the one that stood out to me the most in that family, but yeah, I agree with both of you somehow weird.
0: Yeah, I think, I think you have to either, I, I, I wouldn't pick anyone individually from the family on my top 100, but she's my favorite part of the family. So, yeah.
4: I actually disagree. I think if I were to pick anyone from this movie, I would go with Song Hang-ho as the father. I think Other he's the best thing in this movie. Um, he's, he gets, I feel like, the most to do, like specifically that party scene. Like he He's, to me, the best thing in this movie. I get this performance. But no, Like to me, he's great. And if you look at something like uh, Memories of Murder... That's a completely different performance from him. So he's just a versatile actor, I think. Absolutely.
1: I agree with you on that, Take hey, Good job, Book. Um, uh, what's your 75? it No. <laughs> oh,
4: okay. My number,
1: my number 75 is
2: Al Pacino and Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah. Yikes. yikes.
1: Yeah, yikes. Oh, and- buddy. I'm so curious what you have higher.
2: And my seventy-four is Lakeith Stanfield in short-term twelve. Yeah, this this performance kills me every single time. Uh, I uh, I I cannot tell you how many times I have gone back to that uh, to the scene with. Uh, uh, his rap scene in in his bedroom uh that that scene just tears me apart every time and his performance is just so genuine like you 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 uh it it feels like a real person uh like it doesn't just feel like a movie character we're watching for uh, an hour and a half it feels like a genuine a genuine real person and uh and watching them go through life is just it's exhausting he's fucking incredible in this film and i'm pissed off that he didn't get a best supporting actor nomination for his. The fact that this didn't get any oscar nominations is criminal but he's incredible he, one of my favorite like up there with the best part of the film
1: yeah uh this movie's hard for me to talk about i've seen it one time um remember a lot from it. I think he's really good. Um, Standout. Better than Al Pacino? No. Uh, I'll just get in front of that horse right now. Basically, everything you're going to bring up is going to be kind of hard. Um, uh, movie's really tough. Does a huge subject matter and able to deliver that in the best way possible. Um, his rap is really good, but he is outshined very heavily by one, one performance. Um, uh, everybody else on
3: this performance uh Holtzman uh, I'm sorry I haven't gotten to it yet I'm planning on it this year
4: yeah I think this is a good a really good performance I don't think it's the best performance from this movie nor would I call it the best uh, one of the five best supporting actor performances of that year but that 2013's an underrated year for movies so like that's this is Fair to nominate. I don't know if I would have the top 100 and I think above Pacino and Dog Day. is a little bit crazy, buddy. But also you are. So, like, fair.
2: <laughs> You're not wrong.
0: Uh, great performance. Uh, I think this is my favorite in this movie, potentially. Uh, but I didn't have any of them on here because it's such an ensemble movie that I can't quite give any of them the <laughs> nod. Without putting like six of them on here. So,
1: are you on this planet still,
0: Coho? I'm working on it.
1: Okay. Can I have your 73?
0: Yeah. Uh, My 73 is uh, George Clooney up in the air. Cool. Uh, I rewatched this yesterday while I was dying on my fucking deathbed. Uh, I love this movie. um, And this is my favorite performance George Clooney's ever given in his career. Um, I think the way that he brings the George Clooneyisms to this role that are clearly meant to be there, but then elevates it to something so much more different. Um, as this guy who is so jaded and cynical, and like I clearly understand everything, and has just this job of going around the country and firing people, um, and then having Anna Kendrick come into his life, and the way that he is just like m- woken up and like shaken up and being into being human again, and like. His backpack monologue, obviously, is, like, incredible. Um, but I, I love the scenes with Anna Kendrick where she's like, so where'd the backpack thing come from? And, like, trying to, like, unpack that baggage with him. Um, and I think my favorite part that he has in movie movies when he goes to find Vera Formiga in Chicago and has that wake-up call. Like, I think all the way through... He, he transforms so much over time. From at the beginning, it seems like nothing more than another run-of-the-mill George Clooney performance. But by the end, he becomes so much something so much more. And I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it in the air. But I, I definitely recommend watching it. It's my favorite Jason Reitman movie and my favorite performance of George Clooney.
1: I'm glad this is 73 and nothing higher. Um, I know how you feel about this movie. I think this movie is really good for what it is. Do I think it's to the great level that you like love it? No, um, but that's not an overall knock. I just think it just doesn't rank that high for me um, in that regard. Um, but I do love, I do love the concept of this movie and how it all plays out. And I think Clooney, Clooney is just one of those actors that I really enjoy. I don't think I enjoy him as much until I watch some of his movies. Oh my like, gosh, the man is so good. You said this is your favorite George Clooney performance? Yeah. I don't know if I'd go there, but... Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I can go there. Um, but yeah. yeah.
0: He's got a lot of great performances, so it's like... So,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, I'll leave it there. Um, everybody else on George Clooney?
4: Um, yeah, no, I do think this is a good, like instance of Clooney. this is one of those performances that could pretty much only be played by the actor who plays the character but also stretches that actor to do something a little bit different than they've done before which is one of my favorite types of performances totally get why this is on the list because i don't think anyone could play this character other than Clooney. But he, he, it also
3: breaks, like, the Clooney archetype that we're used to. Um, it's a very good performance. It's not my favorite performance in that movie, and it probably wouldn't make my top three Clooney performances, but it's a, it's a performance that I really do like. I'm just proud you've seen it. Um, I haven't. <laughs> Shocked. <sighs>
1: Um okay. Uh
3: my 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 yikes yikes. alright,
1: so oh yeah. So you're seventy-three both.
4: My seventy-three is Viola Davis in doubt. This is I this is one of those performances where I know there's the big thing against it, which is that she is not in this movie that much. But for someone who is not in the movie all much, man does she make an impact. In my opinion, this is one of, if not the greatest one scene performance of all time. Like, she is phenomenal. She just comes in and she she honestly recontextualizes the movie and everything that has come before because you look at it and you, you know, we're thoroughly on you know, we're we're kind of Like, you know, we are kind of saying, where are the parents in all of this? And then we see where the parents are in all of this. And she basically lays out the kind of dangers of what Streep is doing of, oh, you could be not only you could be ruining this boy's life, regardless of whether or not you're right or wrong. And that, but it also gets very tragic very quickly, of like. Davis is basically saying, if her son's being molested, just it'll be over soon, which is a terrifying sentiment. But you also understand where she's coming from in the sense of this is the 1960s. And she just really, she wants her son to be able to succeed in a place where no one else has. So it's, it's such, it's a performance that is so complicated because there's it's, it's a character that is so built up around contradictions, and she sells it. She sells it. Her pain, her passion, her contempt for Streep and everyone else, it's, it's a perfect one-scene performance. Just phenomenal.
1: No one snots better than Viola. Um, she Back. snots and cries super well. Like, she basically asked him basically the question, why my kid? Why mine? Like, why does this have to happen? Because she's just trying to get it. and Don't raise fuss about this because you raise fuss about this. then I don't know what's going to happen to him, basically. Like, all these things. And, like, basically, (laughs) if there is doubt in your mind right now of this happening, then shut up and let it go. Like, and that's just one of the hardest scenes to watch with her because – She's a mom clinging to her son for his best interest, but overall he doesn't have a lot of best interests out there and she's clinging. She's great. I still love um what was it? Um is it Streep at the Oscars or something that says get Viola her movie like something? I don't know if it's from this performance. Mm-hmm. It's something she yells at some point during it may not be in this movie itself, but she might have been in another movie with Viola movie trivia fans out there um Um,
3: but she this movie
1: yeah but she's like she's like get viola her own movie because she's that good and she did it with one scene like there's only a few one scene performances that stand the test of time this is definitely one of them for me uh great choice everybody else have you seen doubt if you have what the fuck
3: so uh i have seen doubt um, I think that this is a great performance. Um, I agree. It is one of the all-time great one-scene performances. Uh, I still think we need a while less episode on that. Um, i It's just that I have to pick a hundred performances, and she just kind of slipped off of mine. Not to say it's not great, because it is.
0: Yeah, I think Doubt's great. Um, I think she's very good in her one scene. Um, I wish she was in it a little bit more, Um, but yeah, that's basically it. Is I just couldn't, I couldn't find a spot for her over the hundred that I had above her. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't seen it. Baffled. What are you drinking? (laughs) Coke. He can't drink alcohol.
1: I mean, that's true. I didn't think it was. I was just curious at this point. Because oh. I've seen that thing suck to his lips this entire time. Um, and if you can't have alcohol, I'm pretty sure that much Coca-Cola might be bad for you, too. I'm not sure. Uh, what's your 73, uh, Jack?
2: Oh, I'm not talking about my 73. Uh, my 73 Samuel, uh, Samuel L. Jackson
1: in Pulp Fiction.
0: Yikes. Yikes.
1: Yeah. Can't wait to see what's higher than Samuel L. Jackson. Thanks. This is, this is the game that I like to play.
0: Al Pacino, Dog Day, there it is. Uh, what's your seventy-two? Go. Uh, my seventy-two is in the same year uh, as Pulp Fiction, For nineteen ninety-four. It is the best performance of this man's career, and he's had a long one. It's Morgan Freeman in The Shawshank Redemption. Um, wow,
1: okay. Hold on. Did somebody have this earlier?
0: No. Thank you very much. Uh, so done Morgan Freeman in the show, I think Morgan Freeman throughout this movie is is he's the performance that from the beginning to the end I am grabbed up by and invested in from the start to the finish, um, and I think that's because when Andy shows up, Red is like you know he's Red, he's like all right new kid fuck you, uh, and like starts to like take him in and their relationship is so heartwarming. I think honestly I I almost put them both. Cause I think they are so integral to each other, but I think I like red more um, reds, the performance I like uh, just slightly more. I think Morgan Freeman does a great job of narrating. I mean, he's the narrator. He narrates this entire film, but I think that he does such a great job as a character and as a performance, um, getting you through the movie uh, and giving you those moments. Like sure. Andy has the biggest moment of the movie that you think of, but I think the rest of the movie belongs to red. Um, I think that he, I think that his emotion, especially in the final bit when he finally gets out, and he, he follows the instructions and goes and goes through it all and sees the outside world and how he reacts to all of that is just terrific. Um, yeah, I think Morgan Freeman in the Shawshank Redemption is is the best part of it.
1: Oh God, I can't believe we're sitting here talking about Red at seventy-two uh, with three. People the only reason why, why it's about... this
0: low is because I've seen it once.
1: Yeah. It could have been higher. Um, Overall, Red's performance in the Shawshank Redemption, get it all out. One of the most overrated movies. Doesn't deserve as much hype as it gets. I disagree with all those sentiments. I think this is honestly one of the best films ever made. Um, It is a perfect, like, buddy movie. Basically, they rely on each other so much. It is hard to separate. But it's an easy separation, basically. What you gotta say, I think Tim Robbins does a really good job in the Shawshank Redemption. I think it's really great. He's a, a catalyst for all the roles. But the heart and the emotion from this movie is from Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman from the start is like, "Why do they call you Red? It's because I'm Irish." Um, from the cat, like when he goes through Brooks and he's trying to keep all the group together. Um, the lawyer fucked me when he like looks at the guy and is like, "Why?" Well, everybody's here because they didn't do. It what are you for fuck me like he just he knows what what parts to play but the best scene in this entire movie is his parole scene like rehabilitated like sure i wish i could go back i wish i could not do that i wish i could get my years back but at this point i don't give a damn what you do like just such a powerful fucking thing and like his overall voiceover why he's out and it's like, I understand why Brooks went crazy. I understand why all this stuff, like I almost want to just grab something and get caught and put right back to where I'm comfortable with. It tells such an interesting, complex story that I think is absolutely incredible. The fact that like this did this did he get nominated for this before? He was
0: nominated, he lost Tom Hanks.
1: Yeah, so it's
0: well in, I think he's better. I think he's better than Tom Hanks in Forrest Gump.
1: Gump, yeah, yeah, yeah. Morgan Freeman in in Shawshank Redemption. I'm interested to play that with Bowman, like to see like how egregious the loss was to our best actor winners and rank him by that. I think that would be a really fun thing for us to do. But, uh yeah, great choice. If anything could have saved your week completely for you to only have it and for Red to stop at seventy two is yeah. absolutely
0: offensive. I. Again, this absolutely will go higher. I just have only seen the movie the once, and also I watched that movie so hesitantly because everyone said it's the greatest movie, and then I also heard so many people are no, this fu- movie's fucking amazing. It literally holds uh, up to everything.
1: Me and Mike soon will be doing a long watch along. It will be long, but it will feature two movies. It will feature the Shawshank Redemption and the Green Mile oh, on the same day. Like it's gonna be a blast. Um, but that will happen at one point. <laughs> Everybody else, what's
4: up? What are we doing? So-
3: I've, I've seen, I've seen this movie one time as well. Um, it's also a movie where I think there are just like so many amazing performances that I think I just kind of like got lost in it. Um, Freeman's not even my favorite performance; he's my second favorite performance under uh, James Whitmore as Brooks. Um, no, seriously, I think that Whitmore is just giving a fantastic performance, um, but. Yeah, no, he's amazing in this movie. Uh
4: yeah, no, I think that this is a great performance. Uh it it was kind of hard to to judge uh this against other uh best actor. Honestly, like this is one I maybe should have had honestly. On in hindsight, I probably should have had this and my my system for arranging my top 100 was honestly flawed, and in hindsight, I'm realizing a lot of ones that I missed. But I updated my list twice, and I felt bad about that, so I didn't want to keep updating my list. Um, I'm the same way. Oh, I didn't give
0: a fuck. I changed my list whenever I had to change. I didn't give a shit. Well, yeah, <laughs> but
4: because you weren't affected by it because you're the one who makes the thing. Anyway, you know, like, I I I think that this no, this is a really good tender performance, and of the nominees, he is my winner.
0: Also, just to take a shot back of the Brooks thing, I think Brooks's performance is only made great because it's brought home by Morgan Freeman at the end, seeing Brooks was good. just saying.
1: I disagree with that. Oh, I disagree with that statement.
0: If you're going to pick somebody
1: else to counterbalance Bob Gunton as the warden, is absolutely the Warden's great. yeah, he's fun. fantastic. When he says, trust in the Lord, but your ass belongs to me, you'll feel like you've been fucked by a train. The dude is psycho in this movie, and it's great. When he you fart in the wind, he just disappeared. Like, just oh, <laughs> so good. If you want to put Red versus him as the best about cal- cal- have you seen the Shawshank Redemption, uh,
2: Jack? Yes, it's in my top ten movies of all time, and I should have had this and one other performance on here. And I'm mad at myself because it's in your top
4: ten. It's
2: it's it's, I'm pissed at myself because this movie just
4: holy fuck.
1: I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know why. When your list, okay, Um, okay, Uh, Bar. What's your seventy two? Are we on seventy two or still?
3: Uh, yeah, uh, my number seventy-two is uh, we're gonna go back to Amy Adams in Arrival. A double Adams, double Adams. Yep. Wow. This um, is a Chris spin.
1: While we find where he, uh, <laughs> where he.
3: This is where Adams ends for me, though. Um, yeah, I she's giving this. As I said earlier, Amy Adams is a really talented actor when it comes to not only dialogue but non-verbal acting as well. Um, you can sense just the stress that she's under at the beginning, even just like in the way that she's just like heavy breathing. Like you you feel that the stress and the anxiety that she's feeling. Um, and the, the scene where anytime that she's like with her daughter and it's just like this pure love that she has for her daughter, uh, the scene... Anytime that she's with um, the Abbott and Costello, it's like you can see the gears turning in her head, her trying to figure this out. It's just a, a great <laughs> – thank you for whoever put that in the comments. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's this really great performance where you can see everything happening internally uh, with this character.
1: I think Amy Amy Adams is one of the pieces that make this movie. Like, I think she's one of the sole reasons this movie works as well, besides, like, the cinematography and, like, the overall stuff. I think she delivers everything. This is not off the movie, like, this. I think her performance is really good. 72, pretty high for me. Wouldn't consider it. And by the way, everybody, the computer software update is uh, over. Uh, Joseph is here. Um, The update finally went through. Um,. Uh, everybody else on Amy Adams and Arrival.
0: Um, I think she's good. I just don't like love this movie the way everyone else does. Um, I, I I think she's good. I, it's not, I would not call this Adam's best performance. Um, I think she's better in your other pick, The Master. But I also don't think either way I would call her best performance of her career. Um, I, I don't think you've brought up any of the performances I'd call Amy Adams best. So. Yeah, no. Uh,
4: Adams is really good in this. I it doesn't make my higher echelon for me. I think it's, I, I think this is one of those where I don't think any particular performance besides Adams really stands out. I don't think this is a particularly performancey movie. I think it's more about the concepts and ideas than the individual performance.
2: Uh, yeah, this film's great, but per- for me personally, uh, kind of like for Sicario with I can't remember who. Uh, it's the direction and the screenplay that stands out to me here more than Amy Adams' performance. So, uh, But she's still fantastic in it. That was me! Oh, 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 uh, well. Eat shit, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Get fucked!
1: Um, walking
0: Where's the cliff? Emotional, damn it!
4: boom Alright, my 72 is Maximilian Schell in Judgment at Nuremberg. This is such a complicated character. Because this character, for those who haven't seen the movie, this is a German defense lawyer who is defending the judges on trial at Nuremberg for sentencing various people to concentration camps. So this guy, this performance is a guy defending Nazi sympathizers, which is a really difficult character to play. And the way Shell plays it is so intense. Particularly, I love the scene where Shell is interrogating Monty Cliff, Montgomery Cliff, uh, where, like, his cross-examination pointing out the holes in the argument, because that's the thing is, right, this this movie should be very cut and dry, right? It should just be, yes, very much, we we all agree, these guys are bad, but Shell's, Shell's defense of the different things makes this movie so much more complicated, because we're not on his side. It, it's like that meme. It's like that meme of... Breaking new heartbreaking. The worst person you know just made a great point. And it's so frustrating because he's making certain logical arguments, but you're also like, no, bad. And it's it's so frustrating. Uh it's it's a really complex performance and Shell is great.
1: Um, so I watched this for I think courtroom dramas or something prior.
3: Yep, courtroom.
1: Um, and I rewatched it, and I can't recommend this movie enough. Um, I love this movie. I just love this movie. It's a courtroom setting, so it just works, and it has Spencer Tracy in it. So, like, two of the things I enjoy in life. Um, his character went up on my best actor race right? on rewatch. It's now my top twenty of his performer of uh, best uh, actor. I think he's absolutely incredible. When he sits there and basically he says it's easy to blame the people in this room right now, it's basically his monologue about the world's guilt. He's like, do you blame Russia? Do you hold Russia at the same regards? Do you not know what the Third Reich was planning? What they, why everybody else stood guard and let them just decide why this tyranny was running? Like insane defense that basically says we were in here dealing with this at the moment, but none of you all stood guard, stood by and let this happen and, like, defending it to the people. And, like, there's a scene, There's so many good performances in this movie. If you have not watched it, please go check it out. Because, like, Burt Lancaster, as there's a part where he's, like, on the tension. and he goes, my client does not know. He is not in right mind. He does not know. I am in right mind. Were we blind? Dumb? Like, just screams into the void. Like, it's just such a good performance. Because he defends the defensible. Like the, the undefensible, like he, you can't, you can't defend the actions of the Third Reich, but he does. And he stands firm in what he, like what he stands for in that regard. And it's, and everybody else, like when, basically everybody, when they bring them all in and he's the defense lawyer and all of them basically not guilty. I didn't do anything wrong. I just did what I was told to do. And he stands there and it's just, it's three hours, but let, let me tell you: if you have time, it is absolutely incredible. Great choice, Bowman. Kind of surprised at seventy-two overall, but I get it. You have a lot of probably great performances. I've fire. also
4: only seen this movie the one time. I it could because pro- it's so oh. it could probably go up on rewatch.
1: When I re-watch, I just rewatched it today. I love this movie, start to finish. Great film. Great choice. Uh, has anybody else seen *Judgment of Nuremberg*? I have not seen it. No. Go ahead, Bar. Why don't you have anybody? Do you have anybody on your list from this? No, I'm just kidding. Why not?
3: Um, unfortunately, not. I wish I did. Um, and I think that everyone's giving great performances in, in this movie. Shell, Tracy, Garland. Um, yeah, and Shell, I think, is the best performance in this movie. Um. It's just one that kind of kept sliding off of my list until it was just off of my list. And I'm so sad that this movie is, like, nowhere to stream. Crime. Um.
1: Stand by it. Um, but no, absolutely They corrupted Cody and he'll never go back. (laughs) No, not my town. This is it. I'm sticking with it. They'll take me away in handcuffs before (laughs) they take away this service. Um. All right, uh, Jack, good luck following that. Um, go ahead. Yeah. By the uh, way, on a rewatch this movie, probably Judgment number possibly in my top 100. So, wow. so,
2: yeah, no, my 72 is Tommy Lee Jones in The Fugitive.
1: That's textbook pandering.
4: Jack's allowed think- to pander. He's had so many anti coaches. I
1: thought I was. Pull me back in. Let's <laughs> go!
4: Let's
1: go! This
2: performance is just great. He, he plays. Uh, oh, man. He, when. From his first scene, the whole. Uh, his whole monologue in the first scene is fantastic. Uh, his moment with Harrison Ford, the whole I don't care moment great uh he is just uh tommy lee jones is firing on all cylinders and every time he's on screen you can't uh look away he just brings so much energy to this movie he's uh incredible Uh, i don't think uh he should have won that year but he is like right up there with the person that i think should have uh Incredible performance! I love this movie. I've only seen it the one time; otherwise, it would one hundred percent be higher. Great
1: film, great performance. Uh, Berman, what did he? Who did he beat?
4: Uh, he beat uh DiCaprio for uh What's he Eating Gilbert Grape? He beat Ray Fines for Schindler's List, which I'm sorry. Uh, okay, well that's fair.
1: Right. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. That's crazy to me. Um, uh. Fugitive. If you look up my me as a movie character, Tommy Lee Jones in the Fugitive. Basically, I am still just sitting there when he looks at him and goes, "I did not kill my wife." I don't care. Don't fucking like. I don't care. I just have a job to do, and this is what I'm going to do. Um, <laughs> my link from the naked. Shut up, Nazario. <laughs> um type that into your web browser see what happens um so uh you'll be you won't be buying any more uh toys i promise you that um uh i i love how ridiculous this movie is this is the most cody movie that i never knew existed until i watched it and i was missing a like a, a lost lost child It's so perfect to me. Like when he's sitting in the room and they're all talking about what happened and he hears the train behind him, who has the high race train? And they all like sort of narrow it down and they know exactly where he is. So stupid, so ridiculous, but so great. Uh, Tommy Jones, yeah, hard to who he beat, but the performance is one of the best supporting characters. Like he's great. Just maybe he shouldn't have won the Oscar, but great performance. Everybody else on – oh, yeah, Peter. Yeah, he's good in the name of the public. Uh, everybody else on uh, Tommy Lee Jones in the Future.
4: I feel like this is a performance that I was kind of at a disadvantage with. Because it's Tommy Lee Jones, like, like Cody, you've said before, when actors win the Oscar, a lot of times they just kind of do that part for the rest of their career. Jeff Bridges, Al Pacino, that just happens. And Tommy Lee Jones just kind of did this for the rest of his career. He just kind of did The Fugitive again over and over again. And I saw The Fugitive after I had seen like Men in Black and a lot of other, Tommy Lee Jones and a lot of other things. So for me, this is a performance that's never blown me away, purely because for me, this is just Tommy Lee Jones being Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, and that no. feels unfair to the movie, but that's just that's the situation I was in. That is
1: 100% fair. It's the same. yeah, uh, I, I even when they don't win the Oscar, if they get one that get some popularity, they ride that wave for the rest of their career. And it just it is what it is. And it's not a bad thing because cash, cash would happen. But, yeah, no, I'm with you. I don't blame you. <laughs> if you've seen him in other movies and then see this movie, you're like, he won an Oscar for being Tommy Lee Jones? Kind of crazy. But that the time, work. Uh, okay, everybody else?
0: I've never seen The Fugitive. I know. That's a blind
1: spot.
0: Yeah, wow, I've seen something coho hasn't. Um,
1: watching it on two times.
0: Why is that surprising, Bar? <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't be surprising, but it is because you don't watch movies. Exactly. That's the point.
3: Dum dum. So yeah, no, um, I think this is a great performance. I, I get what Boat is saying though, um, but that 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 hard target speech about every warehouse, farmhouse, outhouse, doghouse—that's such a beautifully performed monologue. Um, but to beat Fines and weight that year... But still, great performance.
1: I mean... Yeah, never mind. I think there's the one. That he should have not beat the other. Whatever. Um, okay, but No.
0: Back to me. Oh, you. 71. So.
1: Uh
0: I remember how I said we're going to be talking about a couple actors multiple times over the course of the series for me. We're back to Jeffrey Rush. And... Um, It's me. Uh, Jeff Rush, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Uh, Captain Hector Barbossa is one of my favorite villains in the history of film and also just one of my favorite characters. Um, I think he is never as good as he is in the first movie, but I think he's still a redeemable and interesting character going forward. I think he's phenomenal in this. I think specifically his performance in this one is the best he's ever been as Barbossa. Um, I think looking specifically at just The Curse of the Black Pearl, I think... He gives such a terrifying, menacing villain. He has one of my favorite monologues in film. Uh, you best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Uh, is one of my favorite lines. I think he does such a great job. Um, or he's just, or he just haunts Jack. And even then, you'd see that they have this like relationship, this rivalry, uh, and that like deep down, while they are enemies today, they were friends at one point, and like they could be friends again. But at this point, they're bitter enemies. Um, and they have business, business to finish off. And I think that Jeffrey Rush plays this part so well. Um, yeah, I think Rush is phenomenal in this.
1: Uh, Hector Barbosa is my favorite uh, character in the Pirates movies. Hector mm-hmm. Barbosa by Jeffrey Rush, I think is the one that stays the most grounded in every movie he's in. He stays the same level. Mm-hmm. He is the he is Barbosa. He knows exactly what performance he's supposed to give. I think he is better than Johnny Depp. I've said this before. I'll say it again. I think he is better. Um, but I think they play such a perfect counterbalance to each other that works. Cullo's got a lot of sticks in this community. The first two pirate movies are incredible movies, like, overall. Third one, we'll say what we want. But Jeffrey Rush in this very first one, I've quoted the best. <laughs> you best start believing a ghost story. You're in one. I think it was – I remember – this movie coming out, I'm being like 12, 13 when it pops. And I've seen the fluffy Disney for so long to see that happen. Crazy. Like when the the skeletons behind him show up and they're like sitting there with that stuff, it's like you never saw in Disney at that point in time. Like Disney's took a huge turn and went towards a different direction. So no, no. one. I'll, I'll
0: even, I'll even like lump in. He's only in the one scene in Dead Man's Chest, but it's like the best mic drop ending ever. It was just tell me what? what's become of my ship? Membership. Yeah. it's oh, so good. It's so good. Every time Dead Man's Chest ends, I'm like, I want to watch the next one just right away. Yeah. And what a fucking
1: disappointment. Okay. Uh. Anyways.
0: Um. Uh, but no.
1: Of all your panders and all your crazy stuff, this is a correct choice for me because yeah. is he like the glitz and glamour of like overall oh. acting performances? No. But Jeffrey Rush is one of the best, like, working actors yeah. to get, like, character actor work, and he took this role and killed it. him and Depp dueling over the – and bouncing back and forth. I know it's a lot of CGI, but he has to play with it, and the face and the motion capture, great. Great overall. Great, great choice, Coho. Um, everybody else
0: on Jeffrey you're, Rush? You Captain know what they Moses. say when you're in Uncharted Waters? Well, There'll be monsters. <laughs> Yeah, so good.
2: yeah, no, I, I know I've I've said some unkind things about uh, some of these movies, mainly the third one. But Jeffrey Rush in this movie is fantastic. He was on an early draft of my list and just fell off. Uh, but he's fantastic. I love uh I love the you best start believing ghost stories line. That that's great. And his his whole battle with Jack in the Cave uh is just so much fun to watch, but yeah, no, he's incredible. My favorite character in the uh, podcast. Question
1: Was Morgan, was Jeffrey Rush and Captain, Captain Barbosa on your list more, to, like longer than um, Morgan Freeman in uh, Shawshank Redemption? Yeah, good question.
4: <coughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I, yes, think that, I think that Jeffrey Rush <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's my favorite game that's been played all night and it was and you have not been played into it but bar wants to die you always just louder and more forceful and you're always in there i love it go ahead. i'm not even the thing
4: is i'm not even trying. it's not even intentional <laughs> bar would you like to go ahead you may go no ahead. you first i need to recover <laughs> jeffrey rush is really entertaining in this like he should have been nominated this year. He doesn't make yeah. my 100, but, like, he should have been nominated this year. This is, like, this is a performance that knows exactly what it needs to be. Like, it's it's one of those performances that is just over the top enough to where it feels larger than life and fun and also intense. With If he goes just, like, a hair higher on the craziness level, he would literally be chewing the scenery and it would not work. Like, it's just perfect enough.
3: Yeah, um, so spoiler alert, uh, there's going to be no Pirates performances on my list. Boo! Um, fuck you. But if I had to pick one, this would absolutely be my pick, because he is my favorite performance throughout the entire series. Um, I also cannot wait to see him again for uh, World's End on your list. I can't see him uh Stranger Tides. So... That
0: was He's really
3: funny old. in your head, wasn't it?
1: He's not. What's old? your seventy-one. He's oh, still gonna don't, show don't, up somehow. Don't play in. Don't play
4: in. All right. Uh, my oh, seventy-one.
1: No, as far as you know.
3: How the uh, vote? I, <laughs> <wait>. <laughs> I may not speak at all. I, in general, uh, possibly. Uh, my number seventy-one is Chris Sarandon in Dog Day Afternoon. Oh. oh. Um. Chris Sarandon is giving an incredible performance in this movie. Um, not the best performance in this movie, but still an incredible performance in this movie. Uh, just the scene alone, where he, where he's just basically going over everything that led up to this moment. It's heartbreaking because you just feel every emotion that's just pouring out of him in this moment. Um, It's just a gut-wrenching performance that, once again, not in the movie for long, but their impact in this movie is so strong.
1: 71 of Dog Day. I think there's just a lot of performances in Dog Day you can pick. I don't know if I picked this one as my standout. Um, to take a spot up, because especially, so when I, if I made a list overall, I would pick, like, if I picked the movie, I would, like, limit it to two, maybe, performances from one movie. If that, I probably maybe will make it less, but, like, there's some really good performances in this. I won't talk about a lot of them, just in case. And obviously, the one is Al Pacino, but that was said like, earlier. I'm talking about there's other performances between Al Pacino and this movie that work. A good point, but overall not in that much. I don't think he's like a steal the scene kind of like performance from me. Kind of weird choice for me, Bar uh, Everybody else on uh, this performance of Dog there. John Kazale. That's all I need
0: to say. I think this was a really weird Oscar nomination for this movie that I don't think is at all deserved, um, especially with John Kazale. Um, I, I don't think this performance is that terrific i think it's fine i would never i would have never sniffed this list um yeah i don't i don't see what you see i think this performance is very okay and was not worth an oscar nomination whatsoever
2: uh yeah no uh not in my top uh two performances in the film
1: okay
4: but what's your 71 my 71 is uh edmund gwent in Miracle on Thirty-fourth Street. Yeah, I think that Edmund Gwen is is Santa. Like this is a performance that is just so heartwarming and kind and just, but also like not to a point where it ever feels schmaltzy and overly sentimental. Like he still is gruff. He's still willing, you know. Especially when in moments when he sees. Like, the psychiatrist manipulating people. Like, he's still willing to challenge those people that need to be challenged. But he's never overly aggressive right it's always with kind of a wink and a smile usually and i think that's such like a fascinating dichotomy and he's just so charming like you look at all of the scenes in that with him and like natalie wood which natalie wood's also great in this movie but like specifically like the scene where he teaches her about imagination is like just such a charming scene i love this performance so much
1: if he was a great Santa, he would taught her how to swim.
0: Um, <laughs> uh, uh,
1: <laughs>
0: Got him. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Damn. That was, that was good.
4: Even I think that's too far.
1: Um, So I watched I this, I think, for the first time. Like, I watched it probably when I was younger, but never really appreciated it. I watched it for this year, and I absolutely just fell in love with the kind of movie um it's just it's got this is me hating old classics but classics are good people go try to watch something in black and white um but uh, no like i think him as santa just shows like the right amount of charm but with the amount of like when he like is firm and stuff and how he delivers it great overall yeah, there's a lot of stuff to enjoy. This, like when he goes and complains about the other Santa like, and like tells him what's wrong with him and stuff, it's just hilarious to me. Um, yeah, uh, as a, I've sat through a lot of like Miracle and Thirty Fourth Street, I think there's a few, but I think this is the, the superior one. And I agree, he is Santa. He is a great Santa. Uh he's no Tim Allen in Santa, but no, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, but yeah. Great choice, honestly. 71, maybe a little high for me, but I can see it. I'll maybe watch it next year, see how it holds up. But, or this year, near December. Uh, everybody else on uh, Miracle on 34th Street. The 1947 version, by the way.
0: Has, has I mean, Edmund Gwen shown his bare ass coated in plastic? Uh, no. No, that he's not my Santa. Uh, I- if that I- is your singing. Santa qualification, you need help. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen this movie in years. I couldn't comment on it con uh,
2: Yeah. She's um, rice. <laughs> is is he Alec Baldwin Santa in uh in Rise of the Guardians? No. He's more imagining. Imagine, what are we- imagine if Ted Lasso, seen Lasso it was Santa. No. I haven't seen
0: it. You say he's Ted Lasso if he was Santa. Imagine if Ted Lasso was Santa. You like, saw that. I'm, re-watch- I'm rewatching this again now.
4: I feel um, like you're gonna hate it because I just—I feel like I set you up in the wrong direction.
0: Yes, you did.
1: All right, Jack. Tell us what closes out this week's. Uh, 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 oh, go ahead. Fuck Bo- you, Bar, What do you He's need afraid. to say? Uh, no, Hold I'll
3: just—I'll—you just, I'll, I'll, uh, well, know—I'm just gonna go. No, I think it's all on you, bathroom. princess. What, what are we doing?
1: <laughs> I'm gonna be hanging from the bathroom. <laughs> Go ahead, Bar. What do you think, you scrumbug?
3: <laughs> you, you want you want to talk about a crumb bum, scumbum, punk? The
0: quarterback. Great. Okay, a let's go. Bears. Well, all right, we're just
1: going. Jesus on.
4: Christ! <laughs> you okay, uh, Jack?
2: What? No. What's your seventy-one? Um. Okay, my seventy-one is Ana de Armas in Blade Runner twenty forty-nine. Yeah, I uh, didn't think so. Th- this... I think someone was thinking
1: with a different body part than his brain. Uh, I 100% agree. That's literally <laughs> what I thought. I rewatched it and I was like, "This is just horny Jack doing." Yeah, this is just so a horny Jack pick. I'm sorry. <laughs> what is Deep Water going to be higher up?
2: <laughs> I haven't seen
1: it. <laughs> oh, that means number one probably. If the hologram is your is your competition for the
3: whole thing, just wait until that Monroe movie comes out.
1: And it's better than Amy Adams in Arrival, Rival. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Jack. Talk.
2: Oh well, uh, fine. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. No, she's great in this. Uh, she once again. This is my more subtle performance for this week. She's. Just so good, like she she steals the the show. Like, okay,
1: if this is subtle, come dressed like this to your next family function. I promise you, you won't be <laughs> subtle.
2: Are you talking about her last scene in this film? Because that that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like, that, uh, fuck. Yeah, never
4: mind. Fuck you.
3: Do you think that smoking drugs is cool? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> nah, fuck y'all.
1: Go
3: ahead. Are you sure about
1: that?
2: <laughs> okay. Jack talk.
1: I tried. Just just shit on me. I don't care anymore. Try harder. What a terrible seventy one. What was your
0: seventy two? Uh oh, Tommy Lee Jones in uh The Fugitive.
1: Holy shit, Jack! Like, and you had uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Pulp Fiction and Al Pacino and Dog Day Afternoon, and you're like, you know who? Let me put the mm-hmm. subtle performer on the armist. Well, let me tell you, if this movie was mind blowing for you when you watch Deep Water next, you're gonna have a mind blowing experience. I promise you that. None nuts doesn't even deserve to sniff the top two fifty. Like that's crazy. I want rewatch this movie because you put it on there. Um. I love the world. I absolutely love the world they created in this. I think it's um, it's like a character. It's kind of like the Batman. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have so much Batman yet, but the city is the character. Um, but they add on it to the world of Blade Runner. I think it's better than Blade Runner, the original Blade Runner. Um, but on an de Armas. Great. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, I could bring Brian on and he could talk about how much she loves on the but overall, we'll just move on. Everybody else on this? She's fine.
3: Yeah, so um, I will say that she's great in this movie, and this is the movie I saw her in and went, oh, she's going to be a big star, but she wouldn't crack my top 100. What made you think she's going to be a big star?
1: Honestly, the acting. He has
3: two reasons. <laughs> Well that, that both, does factor into
1: Hollywood.
4: I'm both sorry, that going was due east. Go ahead. Um Go ahead. I'm Go. uncomfortable. Um <sighs>
1: well, I, didn't put, I didn't put the tip performance at 71, so. But <laughs> yeah.
4: I I don't I'm on record as saying I don't even think this movie's all that great. I think this one's <laughs> a little bit overrated. Um so and i i don't sure mad max fairy road i go mad max personally oh my god i like calm down um holy, holy.
0: shit but i don't even love blade run and i i don't know if it's a fucking stupid take
4: i don't think either of them are all that great i like that one more i don't i don't know i like orange and blue better than colors you man can man see. fire yeah,
0: guitar composer named a junkie the cool
3: Orange and blue is literally the poster cover for twenty forty nine. Okay. True.
4: Do you yeah, think not
1: have the sin? movie? Bowman, do you think this needs to be seventy one on anybody's list? No. Okay, perfect. We'll move on. Right, Co- Co- Coho's sick. He's already wait here two hours. I'm gonna send him home. Um okay. uh, first place from tonight. Um really close, really, really close. Uh first place. Um Yeah, I have to do it. Uh, Coho. Yeah, uh, Koho had uh red from uh Shawshank Redemption. I think that does a lot of work. I agree. Some people were like, What the hell, Cody? Barton Fink and Lady Bird. I agree. I don't think those performances stand here, but I think everybody has some performances or a little hit and miss. And he's the only one on the top 100 that's going to have Morgan Freeman in red. And with it being at 72, it will not make the top 100, which is crazy to me. Um, and Jeffrey Rush and Curse of the Black Pro, I completely stand by. Second place is Boatman. Um, reaffirmed uh, Judgment Nuremberg for me, so I appreciate that. Um, Meryl Streep, I know you hate the, like, there's that problem with me. Big Lebowski, didn't get to talk about it, but still had it there. Um, the other people will be crucified later. Um, Man on the Moon. Again, crucified. But you had some really strong ones. But I think the red one is the best performance of the the entire thing brought up today, and it's only a seventy-two. Third place, uh, bar.
3: I'm never gonna not gonna get third place, am I? Uh,
1: I mean it's gonna be close. You were really close. Um, I just think seventy-one is a weird choice. Amy Adams twice, and then you also said Master with her best performance. You're getting really close, Jude Law. You showed me Chris Christopherson, so that was fine. But I think you have a shot. Um, last place with a flipping bullet. Um, Jack, I mean, 71 on there, I'm missing, played around 2049 is kind of crazy. Dude. Still, and the reason why you're in last place, I will do exhibit uh, all of this. Basically, everything from your 78, um, 78, take off 74, 73, and 72 should be higher and put up on the list. Your rankings are garbage. Um, Next week, possibly. So. What? Yeah. yeah, I'm number one. I know I am. Thank you so much. That's not helping you for next week, buddy. Um Bye. here's the thing. Uh next week, uh Barr will not be with us. Uh next mm. week he has something else going on. Um, taking care of his dad. So what's gonna happen is I'm pretty sure I have Kirk coming in to read his list and also rip everybody else's list to shreds. So it's gonna be
0: uh, oh, no. not oh. fun episode. I wish like Kirk a- was here this week. That'd have be been nice.
1: It's going to be a double judge if it can get him. If it can't get him, I will get somebody to fill those shoes. Um, maybe a timber column, maybe something like that. I don't know. And but I'll get, somebody to, I'll, be, yeah, I'll get somebody to read his list and say, oh, God, I wouldn't have put this here. I'm just here for bar. Uh, <laughs> <it'll be a laughs> that, long, it'll, that's exactly what's going to happen. It'll be kind of a fun list, I think. That might be a fun topic one day. Somebody else picks a list and has to be represented by someone. I want list. that
3: episode. Yes,
1: please. Um. All right. Uh, so thank you all. Coho, thanks for sticking it out through your sickness. Um, Bowman, better luck next week about your <laughs> shining take. Uh, Bar, get better. Jack, watch movies. <laughs> See you next week. Intimidate me. I'm entitled to my opinion.
0: Drunk,
3: get angry. Come on, break the lousy cup. <laughs> Ow! I hurt my arm! And I'd expect everybody
4: to I'm going there soon, you know. Is that so? Where are you going? Uruguay. Well, you go Uruguay and I'll go
1: mine.